It's episode 20 of Weekend at Bergie's. I need to kick a freestyle rap. Uh, Milu Sashimi, last weekend's star. Uh, what, what should I rap about? X-Files. X-Files, the show I'm not even watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, all right, okay, well, all right. I know X-Files just restarted Mulder and Scully. That's kind of fun to watch. Um, You can trust me that I'll catch up on it later on in life. But right now, I got too much time, too much strife, and other things to watch like that show Colony, and people keep interrupting and um calling me, and they're like, what's Colony about? I'm like, it's Sawyer, and he's married to Lori, her you know the girl from walking dead she died and she was annoying a talking head and okay that was all right i'm way off topic i gotta bring it back to uh microscopic articles uh talking particles like you shrink to it's hard to full if you're not full of episodes where am i going check it i'm reckon yo no and give me a second though and i'll remember that the guy who made the music's last name was snow and his first name was mark it's getting harder but can't forget the guy chris carter who invented the show i act like i know and i'm no joking man no smoking man with the cigarette always token hand okay I know the fans are super excited. It's back on the box. Isn't it weird the lead character and channel are Fox? Yeah, that's what I always thought. But nobody's hearing me. Um, I guess that's what you get when you're in new conspiracies. <laughs> what? Good job. There you go. Yeah, conspiracies, right? Right? Yeah. Um, Fox and Fox? I never thought of that. Yeah, I know, because they never want you to think about it that Oh, thank you, though. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. It's another episode of Weekend at Bergie's, and it's great to be here. And by that, I mean I'm coming to you live from my new place. My new a place? My new apartment. (laughs) Since we last spoke, my old landlord informed us that we had to move because he sold the building. It was a nightmare. We had less than 60 days to find a new place, and it totally was a pain in the uh, everywhere, basically. Pick a place, and it was a pain there. Uh, But it's good. We're here. The new spot is pretty cool, and uh, now this is the first podcast we are doing at this place. So I'm good. How are you? Rochelle Gogan is here of Living Between Wednesdays fame. She is hilarious. She's a comic book super expert. Buckle up your fun boots. It's it's gonna be uh, worth wearing your those for. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm pretty loopy. I have carried up so many boxes that uh, I'm uh, I'm in a state of weird euphoric moving unpacking wild strangeness. But I'm good. I'm very good. This is great. So thank you Mealy for kicking us off and thanks she was wasn't she amazing last episode the Star Wars episode? Yeah, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen. Because it's free and it's fun and it's good. A huge, huge thanks and a lot of love to Mealy for being such a great guest and for ever changing our perceptions of Mos Eisley, Yoda, and Obi-Wan. I know uh, for me, from now on, I will always call Darth Vader's base the Death Station. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, what can I tell you? The last paper route? 
Thank you for grabbing issue one. Issue two is coming along beautifully. We actually just had a meeting, Alex and Dave and I, and there's some really fun new characters we're bringing into introducing in issue two, and I can't wait to release it. So it's it's a still a few uh, a few bits of time away, <laughs> but we're on it. In the meantime, definitely if you haven't read issue one. It's at Strange Adventures in Halifax, Silver Snail in Toronto, Funny Books in New Jersey, Big B Comics in Hamilton, and uh, it's on Comixology, and you can get it at propsdepartment.bandcamp.com. And I always have copies with me at shows as well. And speaking of shows, please go to wordburglar.com. I've got a lot of upcoming show dates coming up in the U.S. and Canada, and I want you to know about them. I'll be in Brooklyn, New York on Friday, March 11th. Uh, Austin, Texas for South by Southwest on March 18th, Toronto, March 24th, Sydney, Nova Scotia, April 15th, Calgary, April 30th, I'm going to be there, and there's going to be a few more dates coming up, so please check out wordburglar.com. I try and update it weekly, so if you ever want to check out what's going on with me, that's a fantastic place to find out. Okay, what else is new? Before we get to Rochelle, uh, I just watched the Justice League animated movie Gods and Monsters. Have you seen this? It was amazing. It was one of the best original DC animated films I've, I think I've ever seen, and there's a lot of good ones. Uh, it's an alternate take on the JLA where Superman is the son of Zod and Batman is Man-Bat and Wonder Woman is, uh, she's Becca from the New Gods for all of you New Gods uh, people who know that stuff. Anyways, it's great. Bruce Tim was involved heavily. Uh, there's some comic book tie-ins too, apparently. I just found out about it. I gotta go check those out, but it's great stuff. If you want a good Justice League movie, because I kind of have my doubts about these upcoming ones, uh, you want to see this, Gods and Monsters, you can, you can find it, however you find things. So that was, that's what I watched, and Colony that I mentioned in that freestyle. Yeah, I'm watching Colony. Sawyer is in it from Lost, Laurie from Walking Dead. It's okay, six episodes in, it's my guilty sci-fi pleasure right now. Uh, if, if Are you watching it? I don't know anybody who's watching it yet. So, uh, yeah, okay, Colony. And that about takes us to exactly where we need to be, which is the intro for my guest this weekend, Rochelle Gogan. What can I tell you about Rochelle? She loves comic books a lot. She doesn't love Jeremy Renner very much, but she does love Winter Soldier and about a million other comic-based things. She's the founder of Living Between Wednesdays, which is an amazing comic book blog, and now a podcast, which goes on every week. I can't believe it. They do it every week. Her and friend of the show and super pal, genius comic dude, Dave Hallett, you've got to check it out if you love comic books at all and or your feelings about them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Rochelle's also a founding member of The Stolen Minx, an amazing Halifax garage rock band. They've got music on 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 your computer. So check that computer you got in your pants and type in Stolen Minx. Find their tunes. Great band. Great people. Awesome vibes. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited because if you know me, you know I love to talk about comic books. And it's a real pleasure to, uh, to have Rochelle here. So without further ado, let's just dive right into it. Here we go. Wait, where did the obsession start? Quick. With what thing? <laughs> you have to be more specific. 
With dog tags? Oh, man. That one goes deep. You got Captain America dog tags off at sea, and then it was all downhill from there. I'm so excited you're here. Thanks. Rochelle, yeah, this is great. Toronto. You're in Toronto. It's a weekend. We're hanging out. Yep. Are you having a good time so far? Yeah, I love it here. It's like, it's a great city. And you saw Bruce Springsteen, right? No, yeah. I'm going to see Bruce Springsteen. Oh, man. Yeah. The boss. Yeah. How's he doing? Does he have a new album out? Uh, He has like a box set out of The River. It's like this crazy deluxe edition of The River got released. So it's a tour to promote that. So what's the big song on The River? Um, The the River. (laughs) (laughs) I just got a bunch. Pies of Bind, that's a big one. It's called The River? It's called The River. It's called The River. I'm, I'm just sorry. Yeah, no. no I, I know Born in the USA. And yeah, that's, that's maybe. It's not on that album. It, I'm that's, sorry. That's yeah. on Born in the USA. <laughs> oh, what are his other album titles? <laughs> you want me to name all of them right yeah, now? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, I just want to know if the title tracks are the album title. Um... Yeah, Born to Run is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he has, not only that, he has two albums with Born as the first oh, word right. in the title. Yeah. Come yeah, on, does. Bruce. Yeah, I think actually all of his albums, yeah, I don't think any of his albums are not a song title. Even the old ones. I'm probably wrong about this, but I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. He pretty much is loyal to the song title. Song album title, title, album title. That's mm-hmm. kind of an old school thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he still does it. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> He's pretty old school. <laughs> I'd say. So living between Wednesdays, we're between Wednesday right now. Yeah, it's true. I just gave you an amazing intro. So we don't even, everyone knows all about you if yeah, they didn't already. No introduction required. So yeah, because you were, you were doing the blog. I'm just trying to, mm-hmm. that was, that's like 10 years ago. Yeah, right? I was thinking about it. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot the last week because like, yeah, when I started doing that, I was just, you know, whatever, doing it. From home and I was like if one person reads this great and then it was like I think I can't remember what post it was but that's when I started figuring out that people beyond like my circle of friends were reading it and I don't know how they how it got to that point but at that time blogs were like a bigger deal <laughs> like that was before like all these big comic book websites yeah really it was so, just like a network of bloggers well what was there I guess that would have been 2006 yeah 2006 so, yeah that right? sounds right yeah yeah Five, yeah, six. Five or six, yeah. So CBR would have been around. Yeah, they were around. Newsarama, I think, was new. Um, Comics Alliance was not around yet. Weird yeah, I can't remember where I was going, but I was mostly just going to like other people's blogs, like unpaid <laughs> blogs that they wrote. And a lot of those people ended up writing for like Comics Alliance and other sites now, but or they write comics now. <laughs> yeah, really? I did not go that route. Well, I remember those days, too, and you... You would kind of have to find different blogs to get good articles about comics because now you can go. Now there are a bunch yeah. of different sites where there is, and obviously with the movies, the way all the comic book movies in the last ten years have exploded, you can't escape. Yeah, it's changed stuff. so much. Yeah, because I started because I didn't have that many people to talk about comics with, and then yeah, now you can talk about comics with almost anybody, or at least Marvel characters. Sure, <laughs> Marvel's sure. main characters you can talk about with anybody. Yeah. Now, have you always been sort of Marvel first or no, more DC? I actually did not read Marvel at all. Like, not current Marvel. I'd read, like, old Marvel. I liked the X-Men. I would say the X-Men was kind of like the first thing I liked as a teenager a lot. No, I didn't read Marvel at all. Like, for the first couple of years that I wrote the blog, I was 
not reading it at that time. And then Ed Brubaker, I think, is what got me back into Marvel. Well, Brub and that, the Brub. The Brub, <laughs> as, I, as he <laughs> I mean, likes to be called. When he basically came back to Marvel, I mean, the early 2000s were kind of a rough time. Everyone, you know, we sort of, I think, you yeah. know, like the 90s, late 90s into the early 2000s were kind of a rocky road for the major publishers, right? But yeah. Marvel... Brubaker was sort of on that cusp of like Bendis was sort of leading the way, I think, with mm-hmm. like really bringing the writing and characters back to the Marvel universe. Yeah, so after because Wade had been there and music was there. Yeah, and but yeah, Brubaker came in. Yeah, with that Captain America run and and Daredevil, Daredevil at the same first. Time. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Daredevil first. Yeah, because he took over from Bendis on Daredevil. I think was yeah, and I was. Um, by that time, yeah, when I started work, I was working on Strange Adventures. I started the blog first and then ended up working at Strange Adventures. Yeah, which I believe that's how we met. And that was yeah. probably at that point, Brubaker had been doing his runs on both of those for close to a year, I'm guessing. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to keep reading Marvel because I want to see more of you know, this character that showed up in this book or this character. And I just kind of kept going from there. And now I don't read DC at all. <laughs> yeah. But that's DC's fault. Yeah, well, that's for sure. I mean, it's. it's I mean, all, if they got good, I'd read them again for sure. Yeah, DC, lately, I haven't really been reading too much. I was trying to read Batman for a while. But, yeah, I kept uh, with that one longer than anything else, I think. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Scott Snyder's a bad writer. I just think he writes horror comics and it's not my bag. Yeah, I like Snyder's stuff. I just felt a lot of the things didn't end well. There was big hype with yeah. the death of the family. Oh, I hated death of the family. Yeah. That's when I stopped. I was like, I'm done. It was just the there was so much promise. Mm-hmm. And it was like something's coming, something's coming, something's coming. Then what? What just happened? I actually kind of I'm in the camp that enjoys for the people listening at home who may not know Commissioner mm-hmm. Gordon is Batman right yes. now. And I haven't read any of it, but yeah, I like that angle. Yeah, they're uh, doing some fun stuff. I like the Grayson comic. Like I like the idea of the Grayson comic. Um, have they made him fun. more of like a spy? Yeah, yeah. Like and it's really, really. Uh, like aimed at, at people that are in love with Dick Grayson, you know, because like, he's got a pretty big fan base. People just think he's hot. Okay, and it really so, plays to that. Interesting. So, so you I think, think it's fun that they're, they're going doing. there with it. Yeah, like they're like, here you go, guys. Because to me, see, when they do something like that, taking Dick Grayson, who we know is Robin or Nightwing, mm-hmm. and now he's a spy. Now he's Grayson. Yeah, and now he's and it's it's just like well, why don't I just go read a spy? Why do yeah, you make a spy? Why do you make a really good spy comic? Yeah. Just this is what Grayson's good at. Yeah, it's like Spider Man. Right now, it's they're like, making Spidey like an Iron Man. Yeah, type of he's kind of Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. And what? Okay, I get that he's. You know, they're just trying to do something new with the character. He's been around for so long. But yeah, it just gets to the point where it's like, ah, oh, just go back to tell <laughs> single issue stories of cool things. Have a few. These, yeah, these long drawn out storylines that, that are taking the characters away from what they are. I mean, this is you know that's a topic we could go on. on oh, uh, I know. Forever. Well, there's a lot of that. I think especially with the movies um, being so popular in television shows, it's not the time to do it with some characters, like Steve Rogers being an old man. And then the other thing they did after like the Winter Soldier movie came out was they moved Bucky to space, which that's another great example of like that could be any character. It has nothing to do with him. Exactly. What and does it was this guy written like it could be any character. Yeah. So we're we're going way off for a second. Let's go yeah. back to Captain America. <laughs> okay, so Captain America. So Captain America, you read Brubaker's comics yes. and you thought this is 
Yes. This is what I want to read. This yeah, and stuff. like I'd read old, you know, older Captain America stuff before. I'm a big fan of the Stern and Burn <laughs> like, yeah. run. Oh, like, that's I the best really stuff. love that stuff. <laughs> but I went back and read a lot of stuff too, mostly on Dave Hallett's recommendation after I was Who's getting... Dave Hallett? Oh, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> Dave was actually the first guest we ever had on this oh, podcast. That's right. And, you know, he was the first man, the first one. <laughs> he, he should have his own podcast. <laughs> he should. Yeah, live between Wednesdays. Everyone Wednesday. Yeah. We'll get into all that stuff. I wanna <laughs> I wanna talk about that too. But stay on this real quick. So yep. <laughs> so Brew Baker, Captain America. Mm-hmm. You were loving it. And well, I think, yeah, that was recommended to me. The the premise was explained to me when I worked at Strange Ventures. It was like it was like, okay, do you know about Bucky Barnes? And I was like, you know, sure. And then they're like, He was Captain America's sidekick for child those listening sidekick. who may yep. not know. This is a super comic heavy episode, listeners. Oh People yeah. know that already. I don't so, talk yeah, about other yeah. things. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I was told, you know, well, did you know that he's one of the only characters besides Uncle Ben that Stanley has said can't come back from the dead? Stanley or whoever at Marvel. And I was like, okay, I didn't, I didn't know that that was a hard rule, but all right, <laughs> I hadn't really thought about it. And they were like, okay, so this is what the Winter Soldier storyline is. And, you know, it's like, Ed Brubaker was like, well, the hell with that. He's coming back and he's going to be this assassin and Steve's going to figure out that it's Bucky and going to be really tragic and i'm like well that sounds amazing and it was it was amazing As, I, like you you i mean i'd read tons of Cop- captain america comics like oh there were some bad ones in the 90s yeah that, i think that's the thing yeah like i mean yeah <laughs> yeah cap should be a, a wolf man and uh, throw cable in there too because yeah. uh that's what everybody wants to see but yeah, the Stern and Burn stuff, obviously, and like yeah. I like I like the older I stuff. I like what a Mary Sue he was in that yeah. era. <laughs> he was just like he was a graphic designer. Uh, but yeah, the Brubaker story when he brought back Winter Soldier was just I think one of the greatest character reboots ever. Because Bucky yeah. to me is a kid. Yeah, Bucky was basically dead when I was reading Captain. Yeah, America he's just like he was long. You know, dead. you're like yeah, it was dumb. Everybody had a child sidekick back then. Who cares? Captain America the Super Soldier, and he's got a 10-year-old with him. (laughs) Yeah, and your name's Bucky. (laughs) He is not enhanced. He's just a kid. He's just there to make jokes and uh, stress Captain America out, basically. (laughs) Yeah, so Bucky never, but then Winter Soldier, when they brought him back and he... And they explained where he'd mm-hmm. been. I just thought that was such a great... Such a brilliant idea. It was great. And that whole run, if, if people listening haven't read that, Brubaker Winter Soldier stories, which inspired the movie in yeah. a lot of ways, uh, which was, I think, probably... I think the movie's put, actually improved yeah. on Brubaker's idea. I, yeah, and I think it's easily top five Marvel movies. Might be... Uh, it's my favorite. Yeah, it might, <laughs> it's it might like my be favorite my favorite too. movie. <laughs> yeah. I know we're, we're going to be jumping all over the place, but... Marvel movies that does open the door because we were just talking. Yeah, yeah. I just saw Ant Man. Yeah. What was your take? My take on it was that it was okay. Yeah. Basically, I was disappointed, and I went in. I went in thinking it would be really funny. Like I was expecting it to be that year's Guardians. Yeah. And it it just wasn't funny. The jokes were clunky. They didn't land. The theater was mostly silent during it. And I went opening night. Yeah, I was not. I I agree with you. I thought. It felt like it might have been funny if I was a seven-year-old. Like, yeah. I think the performances weren't terrible. The yeah, story the special was, effects were great. The story made no sense. No, it made Why no sense. Why would Hank Pym go to such a crazy, convoluted, yeah. those bizarre, absurd lengths yeah. to get 
To stop a guy that works at his company. Yeah, to get Paul Rudd, yeah, to find the costume. When his daughter is right there. Yeah, and she can clearly use (laughs) the technology. She's going to train him, but she can't put the suit on. And were we to believe that Yellow Jacket didn't know that she was actually still in league with her father? And then, oh, all of a sudden... At the end of the movie, her and Paul Rudd are a romantic. Yeah, that was a little forced. Like, that was totally forced just because they're like, oh, they have to be a couple. Let's do that. I would have much preferred that they weren't. Special effects were great. I did like Amazing. I thought they did a good job of making you see why Ant-Man would be a formidable foe and, like, you know, why he would actually help the Avengers. And I'm looking forward to seeing that character in the next movie. Yeah. Like, I, I liked Paul Rudd and I liked the costume. And I liked a lot of things about the character. I just thought the writing and everything with that movie was bad. I fully agree. Yeah. It was the the plot that was just a complete disaster. Yeah. And then they made more, obviously, what's his name? Um, Pena. Oh, Michael Pena. Michael Pena. He stole the show. Yeah, but also, if you watch that movie, his character doesn't make sense. Like, why? <laughs> it's true. Again, like, why is he hearing all that? Oh, like... Oh yeah, my friend was at this party, and then they yeah, told yeah, him yeah. that oh, that you should go because this guy just got I out. I couldn't and then figure out why this, 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 Sam this. Wilson was like, like, why is he hooked up to the criminal underground? Yeah, so he's a he's like a veteran counselor. <laughs> that made absolutely no sense. It was, I guess, it did not. Like that just seems straight racist to me. Every other Marvel movie from Marvel Studios has really stuck, with maybe the exception of maybe Iron Man Two is a little loose, mm-hmm. but. There's been a certain quality that I've come to expect in terms of the the way the story is built and way they've got these layers and way they have these little hints. Like in Winter Soldier, for example, there is a tiny little reference. Is it to Doctor Strange? Even like there's a little. Yes. There's a, there's in um yeah in Winter Soldier, Stephen Strange is mentioned. Yeah, they're like planting some seeds. Stuff seems really well thought out. Yeah, the people put a lot of effort into it. With Ant Man. It feels like whoever was monitoring the story and whether things should make sense just completely abandoned this and didn't care. Yeah. And was just like, oh, whatever, just phone it in. And I get it. Maybe they didn't put that much. They didn't care about Ant-Man that much because let's be honest, Ant-Man is nobody's favorite character. Yeah. But if you are an Ant-Man, like if you're the number one Ant-Man fan, like. (laughs) Send me an email because in all my years of reading comics, yeah. I've never met anyone who has said. Well, my Ant-Man, son's into him. <laughs> is it his favorite character? Uh, I don't know, but he does really like him. Like I liked when Hank Pym was in West Coast Avengers. Mm-hmm. I liked him in the earlier Avengers, like teaming up with Hawkeye and stuff, and like you know the famous thing where he gets on the arrow and everything. Yeah. But I mean, Hawkeye is my favorite. We might see in the next yeah, movie, which would be cool, except they ruined Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye sucks. That's my biggest problem with the Avengers <laughs> movie. Guy. He's yeah. my favorite character, and uh, I know you're not the biggest fan. Not the Jeremy biggest Renner. fan of Jeremy Renner. No. <laughs> All right, for the for the listeners at home, on your podcast every week, you have a segment dedicated. <laughs> it's not every week, but it's often. Yeah, you basically just trash talk Jeremy Renner. Even if we don't have the segment, I usually get a diss. In. So what's that about? Why? Why? I just where did think he's horrible. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I. I just hate him being cast in that role. But then it was like the more I read like interviews and stuff with him talking about the role, he's just such a dick about it. Like, like it's almost like, Oh, who cares about these stupid movies and these gross fans. And then he like says things in interviews that are horrible. And he seems like really sexist and just unpleasant. And he's not a good enough 
or a likable enough actor for me to overlook that. Like I can overlook it with Anthony Mackie because I like him as the Falcon <laughs> so much. But like Jeremy Renner is just like a dick and he's ugly and he's not great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I I just don't like him, but he also kind of fascinates me, so I can't help but always be checking in on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned a good point about the sexism. Do you I mean it's probably a topic we've all heard it a million times yeah did you find yeah, Ant-Man a little sexist. sexist super sexist yeah I said like yeah I've said like I find casting Michael Douglas on just that is sexist because he's no good <laughs> like I don't like that guy he's had a long history of saying horrible things about women so not a fan of him so I, even him being cast I was like why like why would you put him in the movie yeah, it's like, do they want to just anyone. add a, a weight of like, oh, we've got this famous yeah, actor. Yeah, because they, like, they do that. Every movie has like a legacy actor, you know, like a big star. And then they'll have like some comedian. Like, it's kind of the same like bag of actors in every Marvel movie. Do you find, do you see the tides of sexism slowly turning with the comics? It's and getting everything? better. I yeah. think Marvel's done a remarkable job with the comics. Um, I mean, I read that they have something like... 14 consecutive titles on the shelves right now that have a female lead and most of those have at least one female creator on the team. Yeah, well, there's Miss Marvel. and It's like a million and they're all different. Like, they're really, yeah, Miss Marvel, I mean, that's a great new, fresh comic and like, yeah, Wolverine is a female, Thor is a female. <laughs> like, a lot of the big comics are, there's not like a male Thor comic and a female Thor comic. There's just Thor and I think that's cool they've done that and i know people are getting mad about it but it's like it's a really good comic yeah and there's like a lot of respect for the character yeah it seems like they've done like a really good they've approached it with a good angle Mm -hmm. and you've got you know not like we need more spider people but you got spider gwen and silk silk and 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 i like both of those yeah 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 new characters that are interesting um yeah there's there's a lot of great females almost so many that i'm not even reading all of them which is crazy it's like there's too many and we got a new black widow starting up with like a like a superstar team on it with mark wade and chris samney and totally so you know a lot of respect being given to the female titles at marvel i think that the marvel movies have done a really good job of bringing a lot of women to comics which is why it frustrates me when they don't make good comics for people that are looking for them from the movies. Like Winter Soldier is a character that's like blown up. There's so many female fans of that character now, which is like really exciting for me because it's been like 10 years of me being like, who wants to talk about this guy? <laughs> Nobody knows who he is. Um, yeah, but you're, you know, you're but a comic there's no fan. Winter Soldier comic right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. But that's comic books. I mean, that happens all the time. Yeah, I'm just thinking of all my favorite characters. There's years and years. Hawkeye wasn't in any comics for yeah. years and years and years. And then he came back and was like, oh, I'm not really into this stuff. And they brought him as Ronin and it was really uh-huh, annoying. Yeah. And Are you a fan of the Matt Fraction run on Hawkeye? No, not really. No. And uh, like, that's not a popular opinion, but I... No, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not... Yeah, I, I think I'm tired of it. I read them all. I bought every issue. I like the team on the book right now, but <laughs> I feel like they're they're pushing the limits of how boring a superhero comic can be. Yeah, <laughs> like, it just it wasn't Hawkeye to me in no. that, that Fraction run. It was like, okay, this is like a fun yeah, comic this if guy? this was somebody else. It's a little bit Mary Sui. It's, I, it's, <laughs> this happens sometimes when creators take on a character mm-hmm. like that. 
where they have their own agenda and they're like, this is, mm-hmm. this is the, the story I want to tell. I could tell this with anybody. But <laughs> Hawkeye being a landlord. Be, yeah. I'm like, what? Just, no, make a superhero comic, call it Landlord, and it would be amazing. <laughs> he's the landlord and he's just trying to do the yeah, right thing. What I did like about that run was Kate Bishop in that run. She got a lot of respect, a lot of fans, but... They're not, I don't know, it's like they don't know what to do with either of them now. Kate Bishop, I'll be honest, <laughs> she's always kind of bugged me because I haven't bought her stuff. I loved Young Avengers. Yeah, Young Avengers is great. But I didn't buy that she was that good a marksman. Well, she, how could she be? She's exactly, a teenager. Exactly. She didn't grow up in the circus. No. So she she's had just a no, rich girl, right? Yeah, she's a rich girl who like picked up a bow and arrow and teamed up with no, the Young that's Avengers. True. That's, that's and I'm like, I'm point. sorry. Like, I mean, yeah. great. People are like, oh, she's a strong character. And I'm like, is she? I mean, she's got a lot of attitude. Great. She's, yeah. but she's not <laughs> she's, banging Clint. <laughs> That's basically what makes her strong. But she's also, what, 20? And <laughs> I just don't think she's got, you know, yeah. Like, I mean, I like, like, Spider-Gwen, I think, was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, for, like, the newer, younger generations. And I know they're trying to make, like, you know, all these hip, stronger characters. But Yeah. And yeah. every female character is in a band. Yeah. <laughs> like, can we stop yeah. with the girl band stuff? Yeah. It's such a fetishy thing. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so yeah, this is good. Air. I feel like get to air my my. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm not feeling that. Comic. No, let's let's make the whole episode unpopular opinions. <laughs> okay, unpopular. The yeah, all right. <laughs> no, I yeah, think man. Hawkeye. I was like at first, I was like, this is great. I can lend this to a lot of people, get them into it. I think it's a great gateway comic, which I always appreciate. Whether or not it's my thing, I'm like a lot of people and a lot of uh, a lot of women really like that comic. But I also feel like a lot of people hated Age of Ultron because of that comic. Because they want that Clint. And they I'm like, that. but that Clint's like new and made up. I'm like, That's why I call him something else. He's a yeah. different character. They're like, he should have a dog. And I'm like, who cares if he has a dog? I'm like, they're like where's his dog? Like, yeah, like take if you're He gonna... never had a dog before, okay? Oh. That's not part of his character. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. With Venom, like what they were doing with making Flash Thompson giving him the Venom suit. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, that's an interesting twist. because I'm into that yeah. because it's hot. <laughs> well, I'm into that, that because it's a cool, it's, it's a, a cool idea that makes this it gives Flash Thompson something. He's I think it's a cool thing, like the like the Bucky Barnes stuff. You take exactly. a character that's not really used, you blow his legs off, and then you give him a tragic <laughs> backstory, and then you have a reason why, like, you need him to have the Venom suit and to have a good guy with the Venom suit. Yeah, then I there's a it. history for fans to yeah. to associate with, and like, oh, I get it. Yeah, I, again, like. Winter Soldier is one of the best new Marvel characters easily yeah. of the last 20 years. I mean, the you best think fictional about characters, let's be honest. <laughs> As opposed to... A, <laughs> no, I mean, of all, not just Marvel. Oh, yeah, of everything, yeah. Of all fiction. Yeah, when you think of, like, new, cool superheroes, I mean, when every now and then something new comes up and you're like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So I want to go back then. You were saying, like, your first comics were X-Men. What was it about the X-Men oh, comics? Man. I want to I don't want to have to say Gambit, but I'm going to say Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought Gambit was cool too. Yeah, we all did, right? Yeah. I we can like, all just admit that now, right? Yeah. I'm like, looking forward to this movie if it happens. Now, who's supposed to play Channing Tatum? He's, oh my god. Which is like ridiculous. <laughs> I can't wait. And they said it's going to be like a like a sexy heist movie and I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Oh, I don't know how a Gambit movie is going to work without Rogue in it, though. Like, honestly, because that's all anybody likes about that character. Yeah, yeah. He's so, nothing without that. I mean, Gambit, he really <laughs> defines that 90s Rogue. era of X-Men. Oh, yeah. When you think, I think yeah. Gambit, Cable, Bishop. 
Mm-hmm. That was okay. That's and I'm 90s a big X-Men. fan of that X Men '92 cartoon show. Yeah, like I loved it. Yeah, and but, now when I see it, it's very bad. I don't know what it was well, so and many, ugly. Holy, so many of them are. But I liked it a lot. So I don't know. I guess I've always loved Cyclops. I don't know why Wolverine wasn't even like my guy. I really like Cyclops. Always rooted for him in that battle <laughs> between him and Wolverine. Well, the thing about Cyclops, people can write him off as being super boring. But he stays true to yes. his guns. Like, this is what he's about. He's basically the Boy Scout of the X-Men. Yeah. And he's always, like... Somebody's got to be responsible. Exactly. He's, arguably, he's the Captain America yeah. of the X-Men. Yeah, he's he can't have fun because somebody has to not have fun. And he's, I was like, he's led team after team of annoying weirdos. And he does it with, you know, class. I mean, yeah, he went crazy, but... Well, that's it. I mean, but look <laughs> but at everybody Who can blame him? <laughs> who can blame him? Yeah. And he's... I would have murdered everybody by now if I was yeah. Cyclops. And, you know, he's ticked off. And he's died. just trying to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, Wolverine sneaking off with Jean Grey in, like, an alternate <laughs> and reality. Wolverine and Jean Grey makes no sense <laughs> no. to me. No. I don't like that at all. Like, people are like, oh, well, that's his true love. I'm like, no, that's like a woman he saw Who's married to a guy he doesn't like. And I remember. And I'm supposed to think like, oh, why doesn't she just leave her husband for Wolverine? It's like, well, first of all, because he's he's not a nice guy. No, Wolverine was with Yuriko for a while, I think. Exactly. That's his lady. Yeah. Yeah. Don't act like Jean Grey's your one true love. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your favorite couple in comics? Um, if you're going, you know, you keep going in all this romance and stuff. We got to tell, like, what do you? Superman and Batman? (laughs) (laughs) I don't um, have that issue. Real couple. Real canon couple. Hmm, that's a good question. Let me think about it. I am really into uh, Winter Soldier and Black Widow. I think that's that's a cool one, but it's a sad one. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I like the the idea that they were um, both Russian you know, spies, assassins at the same time. I like that Black Widow is somehow a million years old. <laughs> Not really explained, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking probably more DC ones than... Uh, well, there's a lot that are defined. Like yes. You've got you, DC, you've got Superman and Superman Lois. Superman and Lois, who I love. Yeah. Love them. you got Spidey and Mary Jane. Sure. Or Spidey and Gwen. Yeah, more of a Gwen girl. Yeah, I mean, I grew, I mean, I'm thinking about comics like... I like the sad ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but my, I think my first crush on a kid, because you're talking about crushes, like, I really liked Mary Jane as oh, a kid. I was I like, d- oh, yeah. I don't blame you. That- <laughs> yeah, Mary Jane and Peter She was Parker. designed to have a crush on. <laughs> like, that's, that's, her, that's her purpose. I feel like I think about friendships more than I think about romantic sure. relationships. Like, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. <laughs> great, great comic book friendship. Yeah, yeah I was thinking, I, no, Daredevil and nobody. <laughs> no, his, nobody should date Matt Murdock. It, they all, at all ever. In, they Don't all do not in, date him in pain and tears. Um, and Kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Kingpin. <laughs> they all end in Kingpin, and maybe Bullseye, but mostly Kingpin. What about Punisher? His wife. <laughs> That ended well. Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't it be fun to be Punisher's second wife? (laughs) Green Arrow and Black Canary. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I do like them. Oh, my God. I just thought of it. Jesus. (laughs) Batman and Catwoman, obviously. (laughs) I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) It's that. I get mad when Batman's with anyone that's not Catwoman. Yeah, that's a pretty good... She, it makes sense in a lot of ways. She also slept with Dick Grayson, which I thought was awesome. Actually. Whoa, when did that happen? I was like in an old issue of, I think it was that run where, you know, I'm trying to think if it happened in an issue of Nightwing. Was or if it, it happened an issue of, story? No. <laughs> I think it was an issue of Nightwing. It was a while ago. Wow, I guess I missed that one. It was like, it was definitely like 
<laughs> it wasn't in a bed. Like it was very spontaneous. Oh. Well, I thought that was pretty great. I was like, get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> what is with people like obsession with Dick Grayson? Like, I don't know. He's yeah. never been my thing. Cause like, I don't know. I don't like sexualizing Robins. <laughs> but yeah. people sure do. I mean, it generally. I mean, general, he's a grown man. It's fine. Like, that's a big thing that I have an, an issue with with comics because I've always just loved reading comics, and yeah. we're we're talking about superhero comics. But I love all comics. I'd say there's been very few superhero comics, canon superhero comics, that have done a good job of of including sex in their stories. <laughs> like usually, it's pretty awkward or weird or gross. Well, this brings us to <laughs> something that I want to talk about: uh, Jessica Jones, yes, and Alias. And here's an unpopular opinion oh, for I, me. I bet I share it. <laughs> uh, I was not that big on the Alias comics. No, when I they did first not like came them at all. Because, and they no. sexualized, they took like Luke Cage, who yep. up till then was like, oh, Luke Cage, Power Man. It's like, whoa, now he's mm-hmm. having sex? I don't want to see this. I don't want to see any <laughs> of my, like, comics, yeah. like if you're going to do a comic with superheroes having sex, yep. that are these like all ages characters mm-hmm. and i felt felt the same way about nick fury strangling a guy with intestines in that oh, garth yeah. ennis comic i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa this is nick fury yeah. he shouldn't be doing something super violent yeah uh, you know i don't want to see them put that in another comic that's fine i can t- you know that's great yeah but so that was my original problem with alias and then i was just like oh it's kind of dark and gloomy and kind of a neat idea that she's this, this character that everybody knows but had sort of forgotten about yeah so but it's like that thing where it's like, oh, this broken woman that I'm not into. It, yeah. And then the show was announced. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys just reviewed the show yeah, on my, your podcast. Yeah, my thought when it was announced was like, okay. <laughs> I get that they want darker characters in the Hell's yeah. Kitchen, and the I'm overly, Daredevil world. I liked Daredevil, but these dark, dark Netflix shows are like, not my bag. <laughs> yeah. I found Jessica Jones. It was. It felt too long. Yeah, it was definitely too long. And it felt... Too, it was draining. I found yeah. every episode draining. Yeah, I that couldn't Doctor watch more Who than one. Was good. Yeah, he was great. He was Doctor great. Who, was, I think, was the best part of that show. I, I thought Luke Cage was good. Luke Cage was hot. really good. But um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind seeing him have sex on the show. I found <laughs> Jessica, Jessica Jones. Yeah, and the show worked. She was just a real downer every episode. I found she was downer, and she was a bit of a. I mean, she's a cartoon character technically, but I mean, like, I just felt like she wasn't a real person. Yeah. She was acting too much like a teenager. Yeah. And I'm going to assume she was supposed to be like my age, probably. I mean, I get that she was at rock bottom, but it just yeah. seemed like a little bit, a little over the top. Yeah. But I thought, I thought the writing was pretty bad on the show. Uh, David Tennant really kept, oh, he was great. He was the driving force in yeah. that show. I liked how. And I liked the theme of him just being like the super entitled yeah. creep. It was cool. I will say, like, from as a white male, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> sure. But it was, it was actually, I thought it was great. Like, the only white men in that show were bad were guys. Evil, yeah. And I was like, this is great. And I, I don't know if that's great, yeah. but no, it was I just sort it. of a nice, refreshing, oh, it's everybody else's female It was a good show for women. Yeah. Um, and I, want, I just wanted it to be a little better. Yeah. And I hope that season two, she won't be like that as much. Yeah, I get she's had a crappy... <laughs> I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm David Tennant. I'm like, just <laughs> smile, won't you? Just cheer up. I mean, she's, look, things have been rough for her, all right? She's had a... <laughs> no, yeah, I get it. I get it. But it's like, you know, now that that's done and she has a relationship with Luke Cage, does she become more like the actual comic book character? They have a baby and join the Avengers. Yes, and, exactly. I mean, no. No. Her character <laughs> They're going to join the Defenders, though, right? Yeah. I mean, she works as... Like She's the a detective, so. detective, private eye yeah. has these powers. There were some good parts 
to it. But I get, I think I just really hated a lot of the supporting cast. Yeah, too. me too. The neighbors were super annoying. Oh, the twins. Oh, oh like, boy. And also, the girl just finds out her brother dies, and yeah. and she's at that A A meeting. Or I know. That meeting. And the, she's like the purple man so many meeting. Weird jokes. Yeah, it's like whoa, whoa, wait, that doesn't make sense. No, there's a lot of inconsistencies that really bug me. I didn't I think, like that support group. Yeah, like we're in a time where TV is at an all-time high. Yeah, there okay, are a lot of writers. like Breaking Bad and Sopranos and The Wire and those yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. shows. Right now, you've got shows that are just crazy. Like I've just finished yeah. watching Rectify, and that show oh, yeah. is crazy. Like the writing and the characterization on that show on every single episode yeah. is just through the roof. And then to try and go watch something that's slacking on other levels it's just like oh okay i'm look i'm I'm a comic book fan but i'm not gonna just blindly say this show's incredible no and and i I can't watch everyone around me was saying it was incredible and i was like it's not terrible but i don't think it's that good like to me agent carter is like 10 times as good as jessica jones i've got a stack of it and it's fun to watch watch. (laughs) i could definitely watch like many episodes in, in a row Without feeling exhausted. <laughs> um, now, are there a you're lot not going to Mar- see anything horrifying. <laughs> like, are there a lot of Marvel cameos in that show? There are a lot of Easter eggs. I don't want to spoil anything for okay. you. But, mm-hmm. but no, it's really... Um, and it's short seasons, right? It's short seasons, which I think is a great idea. Like eight episodes. Eight season. episodes the first one. I think this one's 12 this current season. Yeah, I'm psyched. Which I'm, I think is good. I could have used a little more last season. And this season kind of opens with... They moved, they moved her to LA this season. From New York, and it's like kind of like she's done grieving Steve Rogers, which is nice because, like, I don't know, it's just nice to do something else. She's amazing as that character. I can't believe she has her own show. Like, I can't believe Peggy Carter has a show. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> well, and the more, I mean, that's more testament to how good the Captain America movies exactly, were. Exactly, which yeah. are so good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's like a tier to the Marvel movies and Ant-Man falls in the, <laughs> to get back to Ant-Man, it's like the Captain America movies and like two of the three Iron Man movies and the Avengers movies are like up top tier and you got your middle, I mean, Guardians maybe too. And then I really like Guardians. Yeah, I would yeah. say Guardians up there. But then in the middle, you've kind of got your Thor movies and that's where I put like Ant-Man. Yeah. And then you got like Iron Man 2, which is garbage. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the, the only one that I think is actually like so bad. I found the Thor movies so forgettable. Mm-hmm. No, they are. And they're kind they of. They should the be same the craziest. Movie. Yeah, yeah. So the third one is the Thor and Hulk movie. Which I I'm think that this to. third one is going to be very different and very awesome. They said it's going to be very funny. They're like determined to make it very different from the other Thor movies. It. They got a great director. I'm. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Cool. So blogging about comics for ten years. Yeah. And now podcasting. What what led to <laughs> switching from the blog to go Well, podcasting? I took a long break from the blog. Um, I had a couple of kids. Um, and also yeah. I just kind of got, I mean, it got to a point where blogs just weren't really, uh, social media took over really. So nobody's reading the blogs anymore. Like anybody's blogs. I think a lot of people just stopped. And then, yeah, because it gets to the point where you're like, I'm writing this and nobody's reading it and who cares. So I just stopped and then I I don't know, a couple of years ago, I was like, I kind of want to do it again. And so I was writing stuff, but I was like, yeah, but still nobody reads blogs. But then Dave and I did a thing where leading up to Age of Ultron, we rewatched all of the Marvel movies in order separately. <laughs> and then we wrote these like kind of dialogue style blog posts about each movie leading up to Age of Ultron. And that was how we kind of got the blog going again. And that was fun. We got a pretty good response to that. And then we were like, it would be way easier if we just like were talking <laughs> instead of writing out dialogue. <laughs> Yeah, Dave really wanted to do a podcast. I said, I doubt anybody will listen to it, but okay. (laughs) 
but it's been going okay. Yeah, it's amazing. It's my favorite comic book podcast. Oh, I know. I tune in all the time. You guys kick ass. It's that will they won't they chemistry that Dave and I have. You well, <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are so great. It's blacking from other comic book podcasts, right? <laughs> no, you guys have such great perspectives, and you know I love Dave Hallett so much. Yep. And uh, it just hearing you guys, it's he's, like I'm just hanging out with you guys. He's good because so. he's there to uh, fill in anything that I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, he's a wonderful man, talented <laughs> man, incredible artist. Yes. Great writer. Oh, man. Yeah, and your kids, and sometimes your son comes on. Oh, that's and, true. Yeah. I pre-record little things with him because no, he's gotten hilarious. really into superheroes lately. So how old are your kids now? Uh, five. Mitchell's five, and then the other one just turned two, Trevor. Wow. And Mitchell's really getting into superheroes. Mm-hmm. He loves them. Like He loves all the cartoon shows. He's watched the Avengers movie a couple times. He's watched his, like that 19, or the 2005 uh Fantastic Four movie. I that one. He is going to realize one day, maybe <laughs> not now, but when he starts to get a bit older, I know he's going to realize my mom is the coolest mom. Like what? Like not only, only does she like comics, yeah. like she knows comics. He was like, like defiantly against liking superheroes because like I like them. And then I was like, but your mom only wants to talk about superheroes. Like that's crazy. <laughs> Have you considered doing like a super mom blog? I know yeah. those mom and you're no, talking about blogs. I hate dead. talking no. about parenting. Holy. It's like my <laughs> least favorite thing to talk about. Nope. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that he seems to be into it. Um, it'll, it'll be fun to uh, go to comic cons and stuff with him someday. Yeah. Maybe. So what are the comics that you think, like if he's five, what? Oh yeah. So that is- Groot series that just happened, that just wrapped up, I think was just six issues. He was really into that. Um, he likes that new devil dinosaur and moon girl comic and he can read them and everything i read them to yeah. him but yeah um he's really into the old super friends comics the ones that jay bone did the covers for yeah, like, yeah the ones that were aimed at young Those children are great comics yeah, yeah yeah they're they're like a good friend of the show forward. shout out jay bone yeah and, um, lots of um a lot of love for jay yeah they have been great... here before we'll have him back yeah <laughs> no i've he's been showing me a great time here in toronto <laughs> you guys share a mutual appreciation for the winter soldier yeah it's true <laughs> That's all you need. That's the, all the foundation you need to build a friendship on. Totally. Yeah. Um, Just ask Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> He's really into Batman Brave and the Bold, so like the show. So some is of the that comments. still on? No, it's on Netflix. But yeah, he, so I guess he's it is into that. Yeah. That's the only thing anyone watches now. Yeah, because Marvel's comics for kids right now are mostly pretty bad. They just take like stills from the cartoon shows. Really? Yep. So they're just like a comic will just be an episode of the show. Yeah. So that's what like the Guardians comic is. Although Spider Man like one. Had crappy photo comics Avengers. when we were kids. Oh sure. Yeah. I mean Yeah, totally. I feel like I had a Garfield book that was just <laughs> the car- a cartoon episode. Oh yeah. They used to make comics of the cartoon specials of Garfield. Yeah. Like the yeah. Halloween special had like a comic. Yeah, and it was pretty much I think just straight Nine Lives straight of Garfield. Yeah. Which was kind I of I have trippy. that weird thing. I oh that man. was a weird thing. I actually now totally want to go watch that because it was scary. There was yeah, like one scary. where Garfield was like a lab cat that was yeah, getting experimented on. There was some on. dark stuff in there. Oh man, I had the book. He just went out there. It was like Jim Davis was like out was the napkin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt he did it. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, let's. Just, it's like so Dark Knight Returns for Garfield. Yeah, yeah for Garfield. <laughs> What you always wanted. Garf Knight Returns. <laughs> Odie's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Nermal's like a Nazi terrorist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's that's great. So do you think, like, Mitchell, like, 
<laughs> like I know I learned to read or com- with comic books. Like I'm yeah, pretty sure. I think like, it's helping. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he, he looks at comics a lot by himself. And yeah, I think it, comics are a great way for kids to learn how to read. Do you see sharing your collection with him? Or oh, yeah. Get him his own I stuff? actually like I bought all of those Super Friends comics back when they were coming out and way before I had kids. Like these comics aimed at young children, mostly for the covers. But I mean, like I did collect them thinking if I have kids someday, this will be great. And I'm glad yeah. I did because you sure can't get them anymore. Like all those kids comics, like they never collect or reprint them or it's stupid. So, yeah, he likes those. Um, I haven't, I do have the full run of the Batman animated series comic and I haven't given him those yet because he will destroy them. Every comic I've given him, he's destroyed. So, well, <laughs> and I'm I don't sure. want those ones back, but he like the, all the tiny Titans ones are all destroyed, but <laughs> and I'm sure strange adventures you can find them like, Oh yeah. I'm sure that's Cal's what. always been great at having like such a good, like kids yes. section. If anyone has yeah. them, it's him. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Cal once yep. again. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes back to strange adventures. Yeah, crazy. I mean, now I remember, I guess, yeah, about 10 years ago, other than comics, mm-hmm. you were in a band. Mm-hmm. And I've got the albums right here. Look oh at these. Oh my God, look at that. What are we looking at just for the kid. listeners at home? Yeah, yeah. Looking at Family Boycott, which was the first album that we had on a label. The Stolen Minx. Oh yeah, Stolen Minx. One of That's my favorite. Of one of, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are one of my favorite Canadian no. bands ever. Oh, no. totally. Yeah. Us and the Guess Who. Oh. Yeah, your top two. You're above the guess. <laughs> BTO, no, Maestro Fresh West, Stolen Mix. That's, that's good company. Thank you. Jeez, I haven't listened to these albums in a long time. Although my my sons had some interest in listening to some of the songs. Yeah. So how long were you guys amazed. together? Oh, um, I was in the band for like five years, and then they went like probably another year, year and a half. So it was you and that. Tina and Erica and Stephanie. And Stephanie. Yeah. yeah, it was really fun. Like we started out like. We didn't know. We we were learning as we went. I'd never played in a band. Steph had played in a band. She was good at playing guitar. Yeah, the rest of us. I, I mean, I like grew up with piano lessons, but I, we were all basically just learning our instruments. So, like, you know, like so, our goal was to someday play a show. Like when we were getting together every week, we practiced really hard. We practiced for like months before we got on a stage because we wanted to make sure we didn't make fools of ourselves, and we were just doing covers. Uh, Link Ray covers mostly, like kind of rockabilly covers. Yeah. We played along to Wanda Jackson songs. And then we got to open, I think we played an open mic maybe first. Is and, in Halifax. Yeah, in Halifax. When was that? Around 2000? Oh, that would have been 2003, three? four. Okay, yeah. Wait, four. 2004. Where was, uh, do you remember where your first gig was? Yeah, it would have been, I think the very first thing we did was at the Rock Church, which was an open mic yeah. hosted by Matt Murphy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. At um, the, uh, uh, no, at Stage 9. Stage 9. I remember Stage 9, yeah, which Brief. had many different names. Yeah. It was like <laughs> Copacabana yoga or something. Yeah, or Copacabana. Like- yeah, that was one of our first shows. I don't know. We kind of had a, a bunch. Little venue, Once we started actually. playing, we started playing. Like it was like we opened for like everything from like metal bands to like hip hop to like other bands that were kind of like yeah, us. Yeah, we did so a few, like, quite a few shows. Yeah, yeah, we, we played up there a lot with Holmes like drew. rappers. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, we had that some great posters. Mar- show. Yeah, we had. Um, yeah, Mike Holmes did a bunch of great posters for us. Uh, Paul Hammond, Yo Rodeo, did yeah, a bunch of great yeah, posters. Paul's stuff. Who designed these covers? Uh, that Paul? was that was yeah, Yo Yo Rodeo did yeah, those. These are awesome for high kicks. Yeah, one well, of my favorites is actually our little EP that like that was the only one that got put out on vinyl. I think he did the design for. I that. have that somewhere. Like the actually. guitars yeah. with the lightning bolts that look good. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, that was a, uh, it was crazy how quickly we took off. And I think it was partially because, you know, we were four girls. It's a little gimmicky, but I think it was also because we were, I don't know. You guys were good. We're fun. <laughs> no, yeah. you guys are really good. Because it was at All a time. Catchy. There was like, at that time, there's a real lull in the music scene in Halifax because uh, Halifax always had a really strong music scene. But at that time, there weren't a lot of big bands happening. It was kind of like an in-between. So I feel like we just got in at the right time. And there were quite a few bands that were doing sort of like the rockabilly or like, I don't know, garage rock sound. So there were enough that we could like play with them. And so that was good. And then, yeah, I think that we just kind of, we were fun to dance to, I guess. You know, it was like if you went to one of our shows, we'd probably be playing with other bands that were good to dance to. And But yeah, as we got, you know, better and more confident, I think. Yeah, it was really fun. I mean, yeah, it was the best. I mean, I really loved it. And I was psyched that we were that. I mean, it was crazy because we went from like, I hope we can play a show someday to like playing so many shows and touring. And and we ended up opening for Wanda Jackson here in Toronto, which was like on her 70th birthday. Yeah, it was like it was the greatest thing. Like our labels like, do you want to open for Wanda Jackson when she plays Toronto? And we're like, what? (laughs) That was one of my last shows with the band. And it was like, a great way to end. <laughs> like, what a highlight. Yeah. Just in like five years to go from like playing along to like playing with her. Really, really crazy. Were there any other like super memorable shows you remember? Oh yeah. Um, you know what? One of the craziest things, that's going to sound like braggy or something, but it was actually more just like really a huge surprise to me. was like when we played London, Ontario, we played there a couple times, but the second time we went, I think. Where? Call the office. Call the office. Yeah. Yep. Um, we always felt like superstars there. They put our name on like a big marquee. And like, if you called the bar, they would be like, this week we got the stolen makes like on the recorded <laughs> message. And we were like, yeah. wow. And anyway, we, um, we played there and I, we had a song. One of the songs that I wrote was called stop talking and it has, it opens with just like a little piano run. It's like, I don't know. What do you call it? Is it acapella if it's just an instrument? No. <laughs> just like, anyway, a solo yeah. piano thing opens the song. So I played that little piano thing and the crowd went bonkers. I felt like it was like, it was like kind of like in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And they do that song and like they don't the know that people, yeah, yeah, when they don't know that people <laughs> love it. Like it was like that kind of feeling where I was like looked up, I was like, what, what just happened? <laughs> like it was like, that was a really memorable moment for me because that was like the most I felt like a rock star. I feel like I was like, what? And they were singing every word. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there were a lot of things that happened that we were like kind of blown away by. Yeah, but it was always, yeah, every step of it was fun. So I definitely encourage people to start a band or do whatever it is that you want to do because you don't know. I never thought that, I never thought that we would get where we got. I'll always have the screen capture on my, of, on my computer of the week on the Canadian charts that we were number one and Beck was number two. <laughs> <laughs> and I always picture Beck being like, who the hell are these people? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm sure you really look closely at the Canadian campus and community radio charts. But, That's amazing. But I thought it was great. That was a great thing to show my mom. Yeah. Because then she's like, whoa. <laughs> so like, 
I don't feel like, because people have asked me, like, you writing any songs? I was like, I wasn't really writing songs when I was in a band. <laughs> like, I wrote a dumb one about Batman, and I wrote, like, two more, I think. There's a great one about Batman. <laughs> Thank you. Is that your favorite? Like, what's your favorite I'm song? I'm actually pretty embarrassed era. when I yeah. hear that song. <laughs> it's so silly. I'm, that song, I actually, like, woke up in the middle of the night, wrote it down, went back to bed, and then woke up in the morning. I was like, oh my God. Batman, you're the sex. Yep. <laughs> it's just like a really pervy song about Batman. Um, sometimes we'd play like high school shows and what change the words. <laughs> oh, yeah? Batman, you're the best. <laughs> or Batman, let's be friends. We oh. covered Pony before Pony was cool again, by the way. That's <laughs> just, funny. I just want to make, make that clear. We, did, we used to cover Peppermint Twist, too, and people loved that. It was yeah. just dumb, but people loved it. Well, I'm all for a reunion. Well, that's for sure. I'd do it. Make it happen. For like $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be something like at Pop Explosion or something. They'll be like, all right, let's get the stolen. They did an here. album like after I was, like, because I went back to school. Um, and they put out an album. They did a couple North American tours after that. And the album that they put out after is, is really, really good. Because, uh, yeah, there's an EP. There's like a five song. Yeah, EP. it's yeah, it's a shorter one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah it's that, really yeah. good. Uh, I think yeah, uh, I think uh, at least family. No, High Kicks. High Kicks is on like Spotify and stuff, so you can check it out there. <laughs> Go get it, listeners. I'm gonna play a jam at the, the end one. of this too. So I'll give them a little taste. Yeah. What do you want to hear? At is the it end gonna of be this? the Batman one? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> How can I not now? Uh, but like, okay, so back to comics. DC and Marvel, we're talking about a lot. Yes. Superheroes in general. Yeah. What do you read outside of like the, the big two? Oh, um, that's, I'm trying to read more. Every year my resolution is like read more stuff that's not those, especially Marvel right now because it's like all Marvel. So, I mean, whatever Ed Brubaker writes. Um, I've been rereading Magnus Robot Fighter lately, <laughs> I, which is one of my the favorite. ones or the gold no, key? I like both, but the gold key is what I've been, yeah, like oh. the original. Now, wait, stop me for if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Magnus Robot Fighter, he's got the red yes. outfit with the mini skirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. He's wearing a very short dress, <laughs> arguably a tunic. Really, something that you would wear with leggings normally, but no. And he wears like white go go boots as well. And he, that's what he wears to fight robots. He punches them with his fist. Uh-huh. No, he was trained. <laughs> he's in a world where robots are evil and have kind of taken over. And um, he was raised by a robot. <laughs> Who trained him how to fight? <laughs> Man, I gotta read these. Oh my god, I can't recommend Magnus Robot Fighter enough. And I feel like now that Winter Soldier is anything is possible that I just dream, I would love nothing more for him to become a household name. <laughs> like, it's the best comic. Yeah, I remember the Valiant Magnus Robot. Yeah, those Fighters. are great too. I don't think I've ever read one of the Gold Keys. Yeah, issues. go check them out. Um, okay. Yeah, they are great. Dark Horse put together some really nice collections of them. The art is stunning. Yeah, he's his costume is so crazy and short. Like there are so many moments in that comic where I'm like, they are looking at his nuts right now. They're trying not to. They're trying really hard not to, but like he's just like like the way he'll be standing or laying on the ground or squatting or whatever. It's like and then the, like you're seeing like the angle from behind his back yeah. but then like you're looking at the character's face who's talking to him you're like they're averting their eyes like they're just like dude <laughs> like uh, I love him and he's married to a robot is that no he's not married to a robot he's like <laughs> he's raised by a robot <laughs> the robot's his dad come on okay. and then <laughs> well it's like a little it's kind of like a skeet style robot pal skeet from booster gold yeah okay. yeah exactly so for those keeping track at home <laughs> yeah so this is in the future 
Yep. On Earth or another planet? Um, sort of space. I, in my General head, it's future. another planet, but now I'm like, I don't know if I've ever actually checked. And how is he I think strong it's enough to punch robots? It's another though. planet. That's what I want to understand. Um. Yeah. Uh, he's. <laughs> <laughs> He trained, uh, he trained Batman to, like, style. Punch anything. Yeah, he's, to... he was raised. He was like, <laughs> but he's just in a miniskirt. He's got yeah. no like battle armor. His costume is preposterous. Like, because he tells, he introduces himself. He's like, I'm the robot fighter. Like, I'm the one who's like trained to fight these robots. And they're like, oh, you must be the one we've heard about, the one who will like save us from the robots. And it's like, yep. And it's like, but <laughs> what are you wearing? So wait, he travels from <laughs> town to town saving people really. from robots? <laughs> Just like his own town. And all these robots have the same fighting style? Yeah, like- and in the first issue, he meets a woman who's being, uh, you know, bothered by robots. <laughs> <laughs> like all sort of the problems annoying, are robot like, related <laughs> like she's gonna be arrested i think um they have a nice romance <laughs> i like them i don't want to know want? more about like his, the guy the robot who raised him to fight his own kind oh yeah like, well that son that robot realizes that my people are jerks <laughs> i'm pretty sure his parents were killed by robots <laughs> the robots trainers no robots I, I, think, I think magnus's Magnus parents and this robot developed <laughs> empathy and i can't remember He's originally from the 60s. Yes. Yeah. So he's, I know he's got a strong following. He, it. <laughs> no, he's not a robot. It's really, they read it for the robot <laughs> trainer guy. He's not Magnus Robot yeah. colon fighter. <laughs> he's Magnus Robot fighter. <laughs> You're the robot fighter we're hearing about? No, I'm the robot who fights. Oh, we thought you were. There's we're both named Magnus. Jason we're robot named Magnus. fighter, but. <laughs> no, get it all the time. <laughs> Yeah, now I'm looking at your shelves for inspiration. <laughs> yeah, I haven't unpacked anything. As uh, as I mentioned in the intro, this is the first first podcast in my new place. So awesome. a lot of my stuff, it feels like the back room of a comic shop I like that you unpack right the comics now. first, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> G.I. Joe DVDs, the comics, <laughs> Masters of the Universe, important stuff. Well, the 80s, the 80s was a good time for, yeah. for all that stuff. I was like, G.I. Joe... I didn't watch that much. I like Transformers. I like T-Man a lot. And I like She-Ra. G.I. Joe, I didn't watch that much. I mean, you know, it was the 80s. There weren't that many cartoons. So you watch whatever was on. <laughs> I would argue that kids that grew up in the 80s are way cooler with like each other's like gender-specific things because we just all watched whatever. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, they made She-Ra, obviously, in the 80s, which was like the girl version of He-Man, but it didn't feel... I, I felt like all of my male friends watched She-Ra it was just like another thing to watch, like Buffy and Angel. It was like, you watch both. It wasn't like the girl version. Yeah, no, exactly. I it was just right. more was, of the story. They crossed over. They had like the same villains. Yeah. Or they had like the Hordak was like, episodes. I don't know if Hordak was sort of related to Skeletor in some weird way. Probably not, but. They, they hung out. <laughs> they both had kind of skull faces. They went to school together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were in a band. <laughs> But there was that fun continuity, and like with Jam and GI Joe and Transformers, it was all the same writers yeah, and everybody animators watched Jam, yeah. and music. Everybody watched Care Bears too. I feel like yeah, that was the, the big totally, uniter. Yeah. That was actually a perfect like masculine and feminine cartoon show because you had like characters that were like very macho for Care Bears and like very feminine ones all together. Yeah, on one show, it was great. Kids. And the cousins, <laughs> yeah, 
The cousins, yeah. It was weird how the cousins, though, were just one of each animal. Yeah, and there true. was a whole lot What's of bears. Up there? <laughs> What's and then happened? there was just one bunny, yeah. one raccoon, yeah. one lion guy. Yeah, no and one questioned this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, just we're the bears. Everything about Altebo Cabra made total sense. Yeah. There's not you, no clouds for cars. Anywhere. That's yeah. fine. Some of those cars had rainbows on top. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It was some crazy hippie dream, man. <laughs> They're like, yeah, yep. no, they're bears. <laughs> and then they have like one lamb cousin. <laughs> there are a lot of gender neutral shows now that I think about it. Like those uh, Wuzzles, I want to say. Is that what it's called? Oh, the Wuzzles. The yeah. unholy. Were they the ones <laughs> like, that were like. <laughs> like the Island of Dr. Moreau style yeah, like, experiments. I, think we, I was talking about this. <laughs> like on the this Bumble show. Lion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The half lion, half bumblebee. People, don't, some people I don't, don't believe know. these were real. Oh, they're real. They're, they were real. I had the lunchbox. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's a horse and an alligator. <laughs> ah! But there were so many shows like that that were not for boys or girls. They were just shows. Weird, strange animals. Gummy bears. Like, what's a manchichi? Manchichi, yeah. Is that a monkey? Is it... Gender-neutral critter. <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Was Ninja Turtles maybe the first show that, like... <laughs> that was one I loved. I was nuts for. I mean, I was obsessed with the Ninja Turtles. I feel like maybe that was the first time I started to feel like, I really like this thing. None of my... Female friends are into it that much, but all of these guys are. And I'm like, is that weird? Did you <laughs> that find, was the beginning of the end for me. <laughs> did you find that a lot? Like, is it like the stuff you were into? Yeah, like, I think as I got older, it started to be like, I still want to watch this boy stuff. <laughs> like, I was never interested in the, the girlier stuff, I guess. The stuff that was catered to girls. Yeah. Yeah. And why was that? You I just, don't know. Just who I am. I liked comedy. I think a lot of girl stuff's not funny. That's a big, yeah, actually, now that I think of it, comedy was my main thing, so, yeah. yeah I needed jokes. was a funny cartoon. Yeah, girls stuff was not funny. Can't think of many of the, I can't even remember what show around the time of the Ninja Turtles would have been big for girls, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't into a lot of the stuff. That, well, I think that's, I mean, back to Gem again, when I, that's to me is like the one thing where it clearly was like, oh, this is supposed to be a girls show, yeah. but it was... It, was kind of it had action and yeah. drama and there was soap opera. But you know what? I watched Robotech and Robotech oh, had yeah, just yeah, as yeah, much yeah. soap opera stuff as Jim. Yep. But yeah, something did seem like some of the girl stuff was kind of dumbed down. <laughs> yeah. I guess Barbie was like the thing for girls, which I liked okay, but I feel like I was a little bit going through the motions with it. Like I was like yeah. trying to make up what Barbie could do that would be more interesting. I just remember Barbie couldn't hold anything. Yeah, I know. Not Her much, hands were like kind of very flat. Well. Right, you can bend her knees slightly. That's like Joe's could hold stuff. Like Barbie couldn't even hold her hair dryer, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> or like, like a gun if she things. wanted. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't hold a gun. Her ninja sword. Like, <laughs> you had to like tape her it shield. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, no. You could slide things onto her hand, or you could like dangle a little uh, purse off of her wrist. <laughs> why did they just give her? Why could she hold stuff? Yeah, I know. What's up? Like Shira could hold stuff. Shira was awesome. I had a Shira doll and I loved it. I loved putting like the sword in her hand, the cape on, the head thing. It was so good. Oh, Shira, some of those characters are crazy too. Yeah. Like, no, nuts. <laughs> I mean, I love He Man character names anyway. Like, they're just so uninspired. Like, they're just like, eh, snake face. <laughs> like, they're, they're like, <laughs> he's got a face like a snake. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, like He Man had Battle Cat. Spout or Spout Snout or what's that Shira guy Shira have Catra? Catra. <laughs> Yeah, they don't. They don't care. They're like there was like one that was like Glimmer. I think she was like sparkly or Glimmer. That would have been the bad guy. <laughs> Glimmer. <laughs> um, 
There was like one with like butterfly wings, and I'm sure she was named like Butterfly, like or like Flutter Sky. Or <laughs> there was a swan too. It's weird now. Yeah, there so. were a lot of animal, like a lot of pretty things. It definitely did go kind of feminine, which is why. Like I had a friend I remember growing up who like was super into it. And she had like the palace and all the pretty figures but i still was like yeah i got moss man like i'm, I'm like I'll tell you what i want <laughs> he was so weird moss man was weird you know what i was not allowed stinkor oh because <laughs> my mom was like that will stink up your clothes she was afraid it would make me stink and then oh. kids wouldn't want to play with me <laughs> did that actually did that action figure actually smell bad he kind of stunk a little you had to like <laughs> smell really close and it wore I like to off think there's something just went wrong in the factory and they're like oh, we'll call this one stinkor <laughs> it'll be for the, fine for those listening at home who did not know like like every He-Man and She-Ra character had their own like special thing, right? So yeah. Moss Man was mossy, mm-hmm. spit he was or fuzzy. spit yeah. at you. Yes, you could fill him up with water, and yes, yeah, stink or yeah. stunk. Yeah, and there was a slime guy. There were, I think there was like a whole like slime. There was a slime squad, pit. like a slime team. Slime was so big in the eighties. Like I try to explain this to people. I was like, slime was a thing in the eighties. Like everything was slime, people and I hated it. it. I hated slime so much. It was well, so gross. It would dry out really fast, oh, and it just grossed me out. It made me feel sick. Even this like thinking about slime. So like. Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles and He-Man and all the stuff had slime and then like you can't do that on television and Funhouse and all those game shows that had slime. Well, I think some kid like did some kid go blind after eating slime and they took oh, it off the market. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you eat it? Uh, but yeah, we were talking about like girl girl comics, like comics that are aimed at girls now. Yeah, that's happening now because people are still really into like splitting things up for men and women. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I feel like a lot of these DC titles, especially are pretty pandery. (laughs) They don't seem to get that. Like, yeah, women just want to read comics for the same reason that men do. (laughs) We don't need the comics to be different. I mean, people do seem to respond well and like comics. Like, I don't know, like the new Batgirl, like the new black canary. (laughs) Like I think they're popular ish. Maybe like superhero comics, they're superhero comics, but they're like, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, superheroes in general are definitely more male skewed. Yeah, they are. And then, but then they're like, oh, but we want to, we see, we care about female readers. So we're going to make comics for women. And it's like, but no, no, just make good comics. We just want good writing and good stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, you don't have to make a different comic for, for women. I agree. I mean, my favorite comics are comics that I would share with anybody, male or female. Yeah, it's, it's just like, like a movie. Here's, it's a good comic. Check like, it out. Yeah. But like, I don't know how I feel about this new DC, like youth, like this thing that they're doing for girls. It's like kind of a, I don't know if it's a web cartoon. I don't think it's on television. I don't know about that. There's like books and stuff. It's basically all the female DC characters in a DC superhero, like school together. There are some male characters as well, and they're all like kind of these weird, kind of hip versions of them. Yeah, it's aimed at at young girls, but it's very like this is for girls, <laughs> and it's like I don't know, just like a good Justice League show would also be good. Like you don't have to have this like. So here's the good one for like you know boys, <laughs> and then. We got this other weird thing for you girls over here. Well, okay, that raises a good point. Are there any characters that you find like super pandering like to a female audience? You're just like, oh, this is the worst. Like you just are just blatantly like this character is stupid. Stop trying to sell it to me. Oh, yeah, that's good. Well, I mean, at the moment I feel that way about Batgirl. 
who's a character I really love historically. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, who is this? I'm <laughs> just like, yeah. it's just trying so hard. To, and it's, I mean, maybe it's working. I don't know, but it's just not for me. I would, I don't know if Harley Quinn counts <laughs> or she's like another thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see if the Suicide Squad movie, how that's going to affect mm-hmm. her character. Yeah. I don't know about that movie. Yeah, I can't think of too many female characters that I just really dislike. Can you think of one that's like really pandery? I don't know. Uh, I mean, there's some that I see that I'm like, that is just clearly aimed at men. Yeah, and yeah. It's just say most of the female characters also. But it's and those are the comics that I really. I'm not the target. I want good comics too. I don't want oh great oh some woman who's like wearing all leather and she's got a machine gun. Yeah. Well. Is it a good story? Marvel had that book that was like Marvel Divas or something. This is like, yeah. there, was, there was like an awkward 10 years where they were trying to do things for women. Like both companies were trying to do things for women that just weren't landing. And yeah, like Marvel Divas. And it was a story of, I think, Patsy Walker having breast cancer. Or it was uh, one of them. It doesn't matter. It never came up again. <laughs> you know? And I was like, really? I was like, and it was just really a bunch of gals hanging out, talking and helping them get through this thing. And it's like. That's this is no good. And <laughs> it's called Marvel Divas. <laughs> and I was like, no. Yeah. I um I mean, for a while I really felt that way about Supergirl. As much as I like Supergirl overall as a character, her comics like ten years ago were like just garbage. And then I remember Eddie Berganza had this like letter. letter he's a the, he's a editor for Superman. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And he was like, or no, the like the column at the back of all the DC comics that week was like the headline was like women who needs them, and then it was like we do. You should be reading Super. And the whole thing was basically like uh, we're making this for you, so why aren't you reading it? Like we're gonna have to cancel it because you women won't read it. Like that was the tone. It was like it's got amazing art by Michael Turner. <laughs> it's like, like, they're like what? it's got everything you want and i'm like it's a girl she's tough what do you want and i'm like well it's awful and it's not good and it's like and then it was bad yeah. and i was like well this isn't a real character and why would anybody want to read this and i was like and i just got mad because i'm like don't try and sell supergirl to women sell all-star superman to women like you know like it's like sell your good comics we want the stuff we don't want your garbage that's not selling like we want the best of what you do I just, <laughs> yeah, I remember at the time that Brave and the Bold, I just saw the books on yourself series was going with, a uh, um, yeah, Mark Wade, yeah, Mark Wade and George That's Perez. That's a great series. Yeah, yeah. amazing. And that, had, and Supergirl showed up in one of the issues, the early issues of that. And it was so good with Lobo. Yeah. yeah. Great issue. And I was like, yeah, why aren't you pushing this? Com-? Like, if you want to invite women to like DC comics, like this is great. I just died. Yeah. It made me so mad. Yeah. I think that was the post where I started getting, <laughs> that was when I started getting like contacted by actual people that work in the industry. <laughs> yeah. You notice a lot more female creators in comics now than there does like seem to say, be more. 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Definitely more than 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, Marvel's doing a much better job overall of that. But, <laughs> but again, I don't read DC, so I, I might not even know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm impressed like, on the Marvel studio side, as much as, you know, we all want a black widow movie, but they have an agent Carter show that they have a Jessica Jones show. I mean, they're willing to take risks on pretty obscure characters and give them their own shows. So as much as, you know, we'd like to see a black widow movie, it's like there are, they are doing this. I mean, I'm interested to see what Mark Wade and Chris Samney do. Cause, uh, maybe they'll give us the, the blueprint for a movie, you know? Cause it's like, I mean, before Ed Brubaker, we wouldn't have had, like, the Winter Soldier movie. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, like, who knows what a Captain America movie or series of films would have been 
like a really like flag waving <laughs> kind of gross like and it could have been really boring too. Yeah, and they got it right. Yeah, they got it so they right. They got it totally right. Yeah, without those comics, those movies might have been really bad because yeah. I don't know what they would have based them on. It's funny. I keep thinking about X-Men too and I wish mm. that they were in that Marvel universe because oh, yeah. now I'm thinking like, okay, who are my favorite female Marvel characters? A lot of X-Men. Yeah, and it's the X-Men's got, there's so many, right? Like Storm could hold her own in the yeah, movie. Yeah, Storm's a great character. Storm could have a great movie. Rogue, you could do a great movie with Rogue. Rogue's a fascinating character. I really like her. She was one of the first comic book characters I really liked because she's tragic. I don't know. So any, anybody's got a bit of tragedy. It's like, yeah. Anybody whose powers are a curse are really interesting and there's a lot of that at Marvel. Yeah. Do and that's and that's a big difference I think between Marvel and DC, right? That it comes up a lot like that. Yeah, a lot of people's powers are like they'd rather not have yeah. them. There's a lot of characters in Marvel like that. Like Hulk and like I don't even people like It's all a burden. Ghost Rider, yeah. like that guy doesn't want to be Ghost Rider. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> like Spider-Man's one of the few that enjoys his powers. You know, there's a few that like them. Like Daredevil, he doesn't want to be blind. No. He'd give all that up. <laughs> like, the know? thing. I mean. Yeah, the thing. Like, basically, <laughs> most of the Fantastic Four. Actually, I don't know. I guess that they're all pretty okay with it. I wouldn't want Johnny to Johnny Storm enjoys oh, it. Oh, he loves it, yeah. So, he gets to be Captain America when he's not Johnny Storm, right? <laughs> that's right. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah. Well, he still gets to be hot. It's like, that's important. Inside baseball. Oh, I If get you still get to be there, hot, then. He's on fire. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cyclops, his powers suck. I mean, most of the X-Men have horrible powers that yeah. nobody would want. There's always a catch, and yet the DC superheroes, they're all like, hey, okay, cool. Yeah, they just fly, and they look great, <laughs> and they have muscles even though they don't have to work out. They barely walk. They that's probably fly. why Batman's so popular. Green because Lantern he's should like be so only- fat. <laughs> he doesn't do shit. Yeah, yeah, Batman's got Batman's tormented, so he's he's, he's basically but he's know, got all the enough torment for the whole DCU. Life. Yeah, <laughs> he could have been tormented and working, you know, at a job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Captain America even seems to feel that he's got a pretty heavy burden. You know, that's what they do. I know, Rochelle. This has been awesome. Yeah, like, thanks so much for coming by, <laughs> hanging out. I know the place is in disarray with all these boxes Horrible. everywhere. It looks better than my house at any day of the week. Well, once I uh, unpack some of this stuff, it's going to look pretty cool. I'm pretty, pretty excited. Yeah, I can tell. And I hope Civil War, the movie, is uh, everything you hope for and more. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Predictions. Oh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so excited. I've never been so excited for anything. I I have two kids. Like, (laughs) I've been pregnant twice. And I've never had so much anxiety and excitement at the same time about anything. When does that open? In March, right? Around the corner. Oh, First weekend of May. Like the free comic book day weekend. Oh, man. Crazy year for comics. too far away and yet so close. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't wait to see what happens with those guys. If one of them dies, I am going to go crazy. <laughs> like, I will never forgive Marvel. <laughs> I, just, I can't. Don't you, do it. You need to live. My prediction, okay, my okay. honest prediction, is that Tony Stark's going to die. Yeah, yeah. I've been getting that out there. So All right, you heard it here, people. I don't want it to happen, but I think that that's probably. They've pretty much confirmed that a major character dies in this movie. Not that that ever matters much in the comic book. And it world. won't be Winter Soldier. I don't think so because he's got a nine pitcher contract. Wow. And they've pretty much like, I can't remember. Somebody said something. I can't remember. It was the Russo brothers. Somebody said something that really heavily implied that he was going to be in the next Avengers movie. So I feel like it's not him. Also, that would be too crazy. 
Like it, it would be weird. Well, it would be a weird move. So I feel like a lot of people think Steve Rogers is going to die. I don't like that idea. So that they can have Sam Wilson be the new Captain America or Bucky. They got two perfectly good Captain Americas right there. Well, Captain America did die in the comics briefly. <laughs> exactly. Right? So, so a lot of people think they're going to do that death of a Captain America story. And he came back. <laughs> Maybe it'll be Fine. Hank Pym. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, less of that guy, please. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, Rochelle. This is awesome. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. of the Modern Superior Media Network.